I've spent the last seven years of my life being a mom. At first, it was just to one, and I lost a lot of sleep. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a bedtime routine. I didn't have a nighttime routine. And I also didn't teach my child what healthy sleeping habits were. She depended on me for everything. And then I had a second one. And I was like, no way. I'm doing this different. And although I've always been a very structured person, and I've always had a lot of routines, and my daughter, my first daughter, went to bed at the same time pretty much every single night, sleeping didn't really happen for her. So when the second one came around, I decided I was going to take a course. I was going to approach teaching my child healthy sleeping habits from the day she was born because I saw other people achieving success with that, and I knew there was no reason I couldn't have that too. And when I went down that rabbit hole, I found a whole world that I really want you to find too. Nighttime routines and bedtime routines have absolutely changed our family dynamic. It's changed my marriage. It's changed how I interact with my kids. It's changed our ability to sleep well, which then in turn keeps us healthy. It makes us happy, less irritable. And the best part of it is... We don't dread putting our kids to bed anymore, and they don't dread it either. Today, I want to talk to you about the differences between a nighttime routine and a bedtime routine, why you need both of them to be able to get more sleep and feel energized every day, and how you're going to make this work in your life. There are some crazy statistics. Some amazing research has been done, ladies, on what happens Not only when you get enough sleep every night, but when you make it consistent, when you are getting consistent sleep every single night, which means what? You need to go to bed at the same time and you need to wake up at the same time every single day. I know we talk about these things for our kids, but are we doing them? Are you going to bed every single night at the same time and getting up every single morning at the same time? Or does your bedtime ebb and flow, depending on what you're doing for the day? And is it just a crapshoot the next day? Hey, I get to sleep in, so I don't need to get up. And I don't have a lot going on, and I get to stay in my pajamas all day, so I don't need to get up before my kids get up. And, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I can drop my kids off at school while I'm in my pajamas. I don't have to brush my teeth this morning. It's not really a big deal. I'm just going to wing it. just going to do it. The research proves it leads to more health disorders, it leads to mood disorders, depression, anxiety, all of this from your sleep patterns. How do we get into a sleep pattern? We have a nighttime, we have a bedtime routine. That's how. Let's dive in. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, so here's me 
this weekend. I just have to tell you this because this is the living proof that we absolutely have to have a nighttime and a bedtime routine because I didn't do it this weekend. I was like, oh, it's the weekend. It's not a big deal. Kids don't have to be anywhere tomorrow. I'm just going to stay up late. So I stayed up late with my husband. And by late, I mean like an hour and a half later. I think I went to bed at like 10, maybe a little bit after 10. And I slept in. I got eight hours of sleep. But because I woke up like at six-ish, like six or 6.30, and I'm used to waking up at 4.45 or 5 o'clock, I was a mess that whole day. My husband was on shift, so he wasn't home. I had my meal planning, my grocery shopping, my meal prepping to do, which means when I get home from the grocery store, I take everything out of the fridge, like old leftovers. If we didn't eat a couple bites, I throw that out, clean out my fridge. I start from ground zero. I put all my groceries away and I have two kiddos to take care of by myself. Plus I have to do dinner. Plus I have to do nap time. Plus I have to play with the seven-year-old. Plus we have chores to do. Like Saturday's a busy day for us because we like to do a whole lot of nothing on Sundays. And when I'm doing that by myself, I need substantial energy to get that done. And I was like, oh, well, I'm still going to sleep enough so I can do it. I was a bear. Like I had to apologize to my kids multiple times and ask for forgiveness because I seriously was a bear. There may be another B word that I might've been that we're not going to mention right now. Um, and I was like, all right, The other part of that was that I was super distracted by social media, which we're going to talk about in a different podcast, but I took the, I took all social media off my phone and that helped me refocus on exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And I got myself together about midday and we made it to the grocery store and we came home and we did all the things and we ended the night on a really, really good note. All that to say, I did not take heed to what I know to be so incredibly important about having a bedtime routine. Having a bedtime routine is what ensures that you get time to yourself before you fall asleep and that you're not falling asleep in your children's bed, which that too is for another episode because I've been there and done that. I've made huge changes in this time portion of my day over the past two years because for a while, My husband and I were getting zero time together as a couple at any point during the day, ever, at all. And I was falling asleep in my seven-year-old. She was five and and just a little after six. When she turned six, I was like, I am done. So it's been about the past year and a half that we have really made some huge changes on our bedtime and nighttime routines. And it just was completely sucking me dry. I've talked to a lot of moms that don't have bedtime routines, or if they do have them, they're not working at all. And there's tears, or there's spanking, or there's tantrums, or there's ultimatums. And everyone just hates getting to bed. Like it's not fun at all. So I would come out of my daughter's bedroom. And the baby at the time was an amazing sleeper because, like I said, we established very hard and fast sleeping habits with her from taking care of babies. If you guys have little ones and you are looking to have very 
well-trained sleeping children taking care of babies, I will link it in the show notes, is 100% hands down where you must start, just where you must start. So there's that. That was all taken care of. That was squared away. The baby was not the problem. It was the the habits that I had created from the get-go with my first child that was now four, five, six years old that had just been lingering. And I was like, we need to cut this off. I would come downstairs from falling asleep in my daughter's bed because I had to do all the back scratches. I had to do all the hair, running my fingers through the hair. I had to do all of the, here, oh, massage this hand and oh, massage that hand and oh, read the books and oh, sing the songs. And it was a mess. And then I'm exhausted. Of course, I'm exhausted. I'm working. I'm taking care of kids. I have a new marriage. I have all these things going on and I'm asleep. I'm asleep. And sometimes my husband would have to come into the bedroom and wake me up. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And he was sitting downstairs waiting for me. He's waiting for me and I fell asleep. This is our time that we're supposed to be able to connect. This is my time that I'm supposed to end my day. And every minute of every day, I was being sucked dry by the needs of other people. And I just was like, I know this does not have to happen anymore. So we created a bedtime routine that took it took some time to wean off of old habits and get our children, my oldest one specifically, into really healthy bedtime routines. But we did it. And it is completely changed how my husband and I end our evening. And when he's on shift and not home, it, it it's awesome. It's extra... It's like the fun self-care time for me, right? That's the time when I get to paint my nails or I get to take a bath or I get to do something extra for me, just for me, because he's not home and my kids are in bed and sometimes I'm working on podcast stuff. But even as of late, I've completely shut that down. Like we're going to go over what my nighttime routine is after we talk about what the kids' bedtime routine is so that you can see how to start establishing this in your own life. But I just wanted to give you a little glimpse of how this all came to be and what my actual personal story was behind not having a bedtime routine and then establishing one for the kids and then how that allowed me to have my own nighttime routine on top of it. I think that leads very clearly into me talking about the differences between a bedtime and a nighttime routine And I want this to be clear because these words are used synonymously on Pinterest and the internet. You can type in evening routine, you won't get that many hits, but you can type in nighttime routine or bedtime routine, and you're going to get the same information for both of them. There's no right or wrong terminology for what I'm about to talk about, but so it's clear and the language is understood between me and you and then the language that you're going to create in your own home around a bedtime and nighttime routine Bedtime routine is what you do with your children to get your children to bed. When that's done, then you're going to move into your nighttime routine. So bedtime is getting your kids to bed, not you. And once they're in bed and you have a routine for getting your kids into bed, then you're going to move into your nighttime routine, what you do with your spouse or on your own after your children are in bed. So those are the two big differences between the two of them. Before I go any further and talk about why you need a nighttime and bedtime routine and really how this impacts you getting more sleep and having more energy, I want to thank those of you that have left me a review on this podcast. 
I got a review um, a couple days or about a week ago, and I literally was so moved to tears. It's it's super meaningful to me. I had this huge call placed on my heart, and I was moved every single day to just start sharing this information, just share this information, and knowing that it's coming through to you and your earbuds in some random place of the country is astonishing to me. The technology, just the fact that I'm able to find a space in your life and that it's helping and that you like it, it is incredible. And I would ask you, if you haven't left me a written review yet, please leave me a written review. Those written reviews make it possible for this podcast to continue excelling and soaring into spaces of the internet where more people get to see this information. I gain nothing from having this podcast other than an internal gratification. And the more people that listen to this podcast, the more that gratifies all the work that I do. And I am so grateful for all of you that have left me a written review and even just five-star reviews. Those are incredible too. So if you haven't done that yet, you can hit pause on this episode, scroll down and click subscribe, and then you can leave a written review there. And I share all of those on my Instagram so other moms that are part of our community there gets to know what you love about the podcast so much. All right, let's get back to the scheduled programming and I am going to dive in a little bit deeper to the differences within a bedtime and nighttime routine. In the show notes, I have linked a blog post of mine that specifically correlates to today's episode. It is going to show you a visual description of my daily schedule. So I have five segments in my day that go from morning to night. So I have a morning block, an AM block, a nap time block, a PM block, and a nighttime block. Those are my blocks of how I've segmented my day. And within those segments, I have routines like a bedtime routine. And obviously, in my nighttime segment, I have a nighttime routine. My bedtime routine happens in my PM block, right? To make this just a little bit more concrete and tangible for you guys, I went ahead and put up a visual description on my blog post so that you can see that. Not everyone is going to have the exact same segments in their day. Don't think that the segments of your day need to look exactly like mine because every season of life has different segments within a day. And in my my PM block, I have an after school routine, I have a dinner, and I have a bedtime routine. And those are the three things that happen in my PM block every single day. Obviously, when there's no school or when it's the weekend, that looks a little bit different. But to be able to run your ship appropriately, most of the work that you have to do is during the week, either when your spouses are at work or you have to go to work or the kids have to go to school, when you're really having to do most of the managing. And this is the time that I want you to start really focusing on using your skill sets and managing that well 
it's Monday through Friday. So you can look on my blog post at the segments and where I put my bedtime and my nighttime routine in, and that might help give you a little bit better of a visual on how you can recreate this for yourself. When you pull that up, you're going to see that my bedtime routine is that kids are in the bath at 5.30 and no later. We are then in Bailey's room by 6 o'clock and lights out are at 6.30. Then we are in Frankie's room at 6.30 and lights out by 7. So every single night, the bedtime routine starts with bath. Both girls get a bath and then both girls get 30 minutes with mom and dad individually. And we read books, we brush teeth. We put pajamas on, we say prayers, we settle in every night. That's what we do with both kids. And that cues them to know this is the time that they have with us. It's devoted. It's dedicated. This is the time when they start to come down and then lights are out. They're both left with books and a nightlight on and they're able to read until they fall asleep, but they are no longer (laughs) falling asleep and being dependent on us for that. So that means at seven o'clock, lights are out for kids and we're done. Then my nighttime routine starts and I have 90 minutes to go through a number of things that cue my brain that it's time for bed. And I'm really flexible with the things that I do in my nighttime routine, but there are just a handful of them that I always do. Understand that as soon as lights are out and bedtime The bedtime routine is over for my kids. Lights are out. They're in bed. I'm done for the day. I don't do any more work. I'm not on social media. I sometimes, if I have a big project that I'm pushing for work, I may schedule that in. And that all depends on whether or not I want to and I feel like it. And as I've been going through this, it's turning out to not be worth it to me. I'm learning that those evening hours are sacred. And that is why I'm doing this podcast because every time I stay up late working on a project, it ends up making me lesser of the mother and the wife and the woman that I want to be the next day. And to me, that's not worth it at all. There is no rush. And if I have to work extremely late one night, then I'm either getting distracted from what I want to do, or I've put too much on my plate from the beginning. So You may have to hold me accountable here and there, but I think I have just by this experience that I had last weekend where I stayed up a little bit too late for what seemed like really good reasons. And, you know, maybe there will be times when staying up late is okay because the next day I don't really have anything to do. But right now I have two children that depend on me and especially when I'm home alone to do that by myself staying up late is not a good idea. So my nighttime routine and the handful of things that I do is I take a hot bath and I have a facial routine that I may or may not do um, depending on how long my chat with my husband is. We like to just sit and talk and hang out for a little bit. And if we are really rolling on something, we just keep talking and I don't do my hot bath that night. And that's okay for me. I love connecting with him. It's literally one of the things that fuels me more than anything else on this planet. So if we're if we're just totally jamming on something and we're having a great conversation, I skip my bath. If he's not home, I'll take a hot bath. Or if we don't really have much to talk about because we've been able to talk a lot during the day, I'll take a bath 
then there is always time reserved for reading a book. So we have specific books. I have a goal to read 12 books this year. And if I, not if, but I will accomplish that because my nighttime routine is solid and there's always time at the end of my day to read a book. Girls, this is going to be the first time in my life that I have read this many books ever, accumulatively, like legit. Guys, I've never read this many books, 12 books. I don't think I've read 12 books in my entire life from start to finish, like cover to cover. I just have never been a reader, but I'm obsessed with it. My husband is like, his brain's crazy, you guys. He can read something like one time and he will remember it for life. It's nuts. So I'm picking up on some of his habits and I'm learning a lot of really cool stuff from him with that. Like he gets a highlighter out and he highlights in his books and I'm like, no, but I've been doing it and it's helping me remember. So it's amazing. So yeah, after that, it's, we go and we check on the kids, we turn off their night lights, we tuck them in and they're asleep every single time. And then we turn in lights out, alarm set, doors locked, that whole thing. And for sure we are lights out at 830. That's our bedtime. All right. So I have highlighted the differences between a bedtime routine and a nighttime routine. I've given you an example of what mine looks like. And remember, you can go to the link in the show notes and open up my blog post and you'll get to see a visual of everything that I just described about the segments of my day and where my bedtime and my nighttime routine fit in. Now I'm going to get into the fancy stuff. I want you to know in a very (laughs) micro level why you need this system in your life. And it's not just because it's working for me. There is so much legitimacy behind why this is so meaningful in your life. And I hope I do justice to the profoundness of you having a bedtime and a nighttime routine. When you don't, it's called a circadian misalignment, which is a fancy way of saying that your bedtime isn't the same every single day And there are some crazy effects of it. Not just, this is not just like, are you getting eight hours of sleep? The research now is showing that even if you get eight hours of sleep from midnights to eight, from 10 to six, from eight to four, if you're all over the map, there's research now that proves that there is a huge association between that misalignment in your circadian rhythm to the severity of depression, your perceived stress, cardiac issues, congestive heart failure. Here, let me read the list. Prevalent coronary heart disease, documented deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolisms. Like what is that, you guys? (laughs) This study is from the Duke Research Institute and the list just went on and on and on. Not because you're not getting enough sleep every night, but because it's not consistently the same. That same study also mentions a direct correlation between irregular sleep patterns and the deepened states of depression. Guys, that's meaningful. The anxiety, the depression, the perceived stress, like maybe we aren't really all that stressed. Maybe we just need to go to bed at the same time every night. The National Institute of Health also says that poor sleep can increase the risk of slowed reaction times, irritability, anxiety, obesity, high blood pressure, and diabetes. I mean, like I'm on that list. Saturday, my irritability meter was like 
literally through the roof. Like, through the roof. Like, that scene on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory at the very end where Charlie gets in the little elevator and it, like, goes through the roof, that was my irritability meter this weekend. Ask my children. They were there. Studies have also proven that not only do children need more sleep to have better executive function and emotional regulation and overall health, but adults do too. Why do you guys think that your children are the only ones that need to go to bed at the same time every single night? You need a system. You need a routine in your night. Every single night, you need to go to bed at the same time. I know it's cool to be an adult, and I know it feels really, really, really old, like wow, I'm old. But there, there is a key here. There's a major key here. Oprah Winfrey, Marie Kondo, Ariana Huffington, even the bucket list family, you guys, the family that like travels around the world with their children, they have a bedtime routine. They have a nighttime routine. They get consistent sleep. They just do it in different places. Like it straight up says in a blog post that this is something that even they practice. There's no reason why you can't put this in your life. If you're looking for personal achievement, you want to be less grumpy or snippy or short, you should probably go to bed at the same time every single night and wake up at the same time every single day. And in order to make that happen, you need to bring it back a few steps. We're going to go through that right as soon as I get done with this little soapbox tangent ramble that I'm on. We're going to go into how you can make this happen in your life. (laughs) So I just want you to know that my major downfall, I'm an Enneagram number one. And when I am tired, the ugly side of me is so overly critical and extremely anxious not showing those parts of me is impossible without consistent sleep. I mean, let's just say, prove that to myself again this weekend. I can't do it. I, it's, I can't be inconsistent with my seven to eight to nine hours of, of sleep. I can't just be sandwiching that in in different places every single day because my body doesn't know how to respond to that at all. So here's the deal. Start taking inventory. Start paying attention. Just try it out. If you don't believe me, cool. Just test it. See what happens when you go to bed at the exact same time every single night and you get up at the exact same time every single day. See what happens to just your mood alone. Don't you don't even have to gauge your energy because you can you can blame that on food, you can blame that on caffeine, you can blame that on whether you did or didn't work out, whatever, whether or not you got enough good sleep that night. You don't even need to include that. How about you just look at what is your mood like when you go to bed at the same time every single night for the rest of this week? I bet you anything it will improve. All right. Now, how do you do this in your life? Well, consistency is key. I have friends that have younger children that are infants and toddlers, all the way to other friends whose families have grown up. Their kids are in high school or even, you know, junior high, much older children. And no matter where they are, it's absolutely necessary and possible for them to be establishing, and same for you, establishing a bedtime routine for your kids and a nighttime routine for yourself. I put this system in place and I run with it when my husband is and is not 
home. The system also runs when I am not home, right? So if I'm working late, because there are multiple times when I have to work late, this still runs without me. It is a system that is so ingrained. It's actually nearly not a system anymore. It's just changed into a habit, but it's something that we have to commit to always doing. And we just kind of know that this is the way our life flows. But in order for you to get from where you are now into a place where you have a consistent, positive bedtime routine that leads to a nighttime routine for yourself, it is going to take commitment. You're going to have to be disciplined to do it. But once you get that in place, it doesn't matter which parent is home. If you're both home, this will still work. You don't always have to be the one to do this. Your husband can do this because it is the same. Your children know what's coming, what's going. They know what to expect. You guys can talk about how did you do it? How did I do it? And it's just the same, right? It's the same no matter who's doing it. I want to give you some really tangible, clear steps on how to put this system into place. Because I believe that my children come before my own personal endeavors and my marriage comes before my relationship with my children, there's a fine balance and a limited amount of time each day to determine where you're going to start drawing lines in the sand. Since many of you struggle with where to find time, I'm going to try and make this as direct as possible. We're going to go off of your work schedule by default. So you're going to find that the amount of time that you have each evening to spend on your nighttime routine in this season of life is dependent upon the restrictions that you have during the day. So as with any goal, we're going to start from the end and work our way backwards. The very end of your day is dictated by how much sleep you need, right? So if you have to be up at 6 a.m. and out the door by 7.30, then you're going to pull back eight hours from 6 a.m., which gives you a personal lights out You need to be asleep in bed and ready to sleep by 10 p.m. because that will give you eight hours of sleep to get up at six. If you have to be out the door by 5.30 in the morning then and you get up at 4.45, then you pull that back to 8.45 and that is your personal time for being in bed. If your evenings or your p.m. block, which you will see on my blog post, ends much later in the day because you have older kids in school activities or because your husband or yourself work late and you still want to do dinner together, your personal nighttime routine might only be 15 minutes every night. And that is okay. That's totally okay. You might not be able to make huge changes right away and have an hour and a half to yourself every night plus eight hours of sleep. It's something that you can work towards. And maybe this season of life, you're going to get 15 minutes to yourself. And that's awesome. It's better than no minutes. 15 minutes is plenty of time to have a nighttime routine for yourself. You know, you could read a chapter in a book and you could wash your face. That could be what you do every single night before you hop into bed. 
You could also sit down and you could use a foam roller and you could have a cup of tea and that could be your nighttime routine. You could get out your planner. You could jot down what you're going to do for the next day. You could meditate. You could get out your journal and you could write down 10 things that you're grateful for. And then you could hop into bed. I mean, that would only take five minutes. But the point is, is that every single night you are going to have a nighttime routine. And to know how much time you have for that, you need to look at how many hours of sleep you need. And you need to look at what time your PM block ends every single day. Let's say your bedtime is 10 p.m. for the sake of this example. Then you're going to look at what time your kids are going to be in bed. And every family is going to have a different time for bedtime. But if you look at the recommended number of hours of sleep for your children, depending on their age from the Sleep Foundation, which I've also linked that below just because it's really interesting to see. They've made some adjustments to it, which that's always changing. And you know your kids really well. My my kids fit pretty much within the recommendations that they have, but my two-and-a-half-year-old, she sleeps about 12 hours a night, and my seven-year-old, she sleeps about 11 hours a night, and that's pretty spot-on with what they recommend, but everybody's kids are different. So this is the, the bedtime that you have for your children is what it is, but still, I've linked it below so that you can look at how many hours of sleep children should be getting at what age they are. If you're pulling your kids out of bed at 6 o'clock in the morning so that you can get out the door by 6.30 or 7 for school, then count 10 hours back from that if they need 10 hours of sleep. That's an 8 p.m. bedtime for kiddos that are getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. So you can adjust that as needed for you, but it will help you gauge what time you should be shooting for for your kids to be asleep. Now, in my bedtime routine with my kids, remember, when I want them to be asleep, I leave their bedroom 30 minutes before that. So I want my oldest to be asleep by 7.30 or 8 o'clock if she's really pushing it. But 7.30 is ideal. So I leave her bedroom at 7 with books and a flashlight or nightlight. That gives her the opportunity to spend some time, quiet time by herself, just like what I'm doing because I want her to have those habits in her life every single night. And it also makes it to where I get to have my own nighttime routine, right? So take that into consideration that that's how you're going to build in your bedtime routine. So if your kids need to be asleep by eight, then you want to make sure that they're in their bedroom at least 30 minutes before that. When we first started transitioning her, we had to get into her bedroom an hour, an hour before I wanted her actually asleep because there was a lot of transitioning that needed to happen from her completely depending on us. It was a very gradual release of responsibility with her. And I would suggest you take that approach too if you have older kids that are grade school age that are really dependent upon you. Talk to them about this and let them know what you're trying to accomplish. Let them know that you want them to be able to read in their bed at night. My daughter also journals in her bedroom at night. We have an activity that we do for those 30 minutes beforehand that we're together. So in that bedtime routine for the little one, when we get out of bath, and this is what I would say for you to do as well, After bath, you know how long that's going to take. So we start ours at 5.30 and we give the kids 30 minutes of playtime in the bath and all the things. 
And then from 6 to 6.30, we're with our little one. And what we do in that time is we brush teeth, we get our jams on, we put any last minute toys away that found their way out somehow. And we read books. So she has that to look forward to. And then we put her in bed, we sing about two, three songs, and then we're done. It's lights out. When we go in with the older one and how we transitioned her, we picked a quiet time activity that we could do. And what we've really settled upon is either I read to her or she reads to me or we do a sticker book together. And that's something that we do in those 30 minutes. And then we say prayers and she picks out her books that she's going to read independently and then we leave her bedroom. So that is how I would suggest that you determine what your bedtime routine is going to look like for your kids. If you look at that and you decide that your kids are going to be in bed by 8 p.m. and you know that you want them to be putting themselves to sleep independently or even if you don't decide to do that, say you you do a hard fast rule of I'm leaving at 8 p.m. If you're asleep or if you're not, that's okay. If you do want them to be asleep by 8 p.m., and you are going to stay with them the whole time, then you need to make sure that lights are out at 7.30 and you stay with them until they fall asleep at 8 p.m. So you're still leaving the bedroom at 8 p.m. And remember, in this example, your bedtime was 10 o'clock. You now have two hours. Two hours. What are you going to do with two hours, you guys? (laughs) This is why you need a bedtime routine for your children because... All of that time is time for you to connect with yourself, with your creator, with your spouse. I will give you a heads up that I don't clean my house in this time. I I just don't. My goal is that dinner is cleaned up before we get the kids into the bath. And if that didn't go well that night, then... My husband will do dishes and I'll do bath or vice versa. I do dishes and he does bath so that no matter what, the house is cleaned up. Sometimes that doesn't happen and I leave the dishes. Like I check out. I give myself the time that I need at the end of the day and I'm done. But I work really, really hard to make sure that that doesn't happen because I hate waking up to dishes in the sink the next morning. All of that's to say this is where you start to get time to work on you. For me, I could stay up much later and have a really long amount of time in the evening. I leave the kids' bedrooms at 7 o'clock and I'm done putting kids to bed. And technically, I don't have to get up until 6.30. So I could stay up until 10.30 at night. But my husband really loves the morning hours and I truly love to be up in the mornings to be able to help him and to be able to start my day slowly. So I spend a short amount of time on me and I'm in bed by 830 so that that way I can get up earlier the next day. People often are like, oh my gosh, you get up so early. I'm like, yeah, but I go to bed early too. I don't spend a bunch of time after my kids are in bed doing all the things I just focus on my own nighttime routine and then I get into bed. I just have seen so many people have really hard struggles with getting enough sleep. Moms struggle constantly with being exhausted and it's 
this cute, funny thing to be like, oh yeah, I have my 12th cup of cold coffee today and not because it's cold brew because y'all, I love some cold brew only if it's from Wander Coffee. Wander Coffee is this local coffee company. She's one of my really good friends. I swear to you, I don't know what she does to her coffee, but it is legit like the best thing I've ever tasted. And I don't like coffee. I can't really drink caffeine, but I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. But I don't even need it. Like I seriously do not need caffeine. And I think it's because I just have been doing this for a really long time. I, the past year and a half, like I have been really determined and focused to get myself in order. And I want other moms to know that they can do the same thing for themselves. I met a gal once that said that she was like waking up in the middle of the night to have quiet time and alone time. And I just thought, man you don't have to do that. Like your house can be quiet and peaceful even when you have children every single evening and every single morning. You just have to structure it in such a way. I truly believe that well-behaved kids at bedtime comes from consistency and routine and I believe that you can have that in your household. It's going to take you some time to implement this but you can absolutely do it. I hope that you check out the blog post that has this laid out for you go down to the show notes and click on the link. The visual will help you understand where I'm putting my nighttime and my bedtime routine. And I have laid out exactly what I do in my bedtime and nighttime routine, just like I laid out in this podcast for you to look at and start running with it. Let this be the guiding principle that you use to help you run your ship. This is your ship to run. These are your crew members. This is your space that you are entitled to run. This is your gifting. This is this is your motherhood. This is your life. You're allowed to make decisions based on what works and what doesn't work. And the only way that you're going to be able to function through all of that is A, if you get yourself together, and B, if you get enough sleep. Hey, before you go... If today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.